Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Monday Night Raw episode 1362 and uh, the ride-along episode that aired right after it. And man, this this episode is awesome. Like, even the worst parts I still enjoyed quite a bit. Um, Quote-unquote, there's always a worst part of any any given thing. And sometimes the worst part is still pretty good. So, um, yeah, what, what, a what a great episode. Um, all of my favorite parts, if they had happened on a pay-per-view, I would have been delighted, but instead they were on a regular episode, not just a regular episode, but an episode of Monday night raw. Fantastic. I loved it. Um, the, 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 the three hours just flew by. Because it was all so entertaining. And um, and then right along afterwards was so much fun. Let me start there. Uh, this is another great integration of product placement. As this episode, right up right up top, it says it's sponsored by KFC. So I was like, okay, okay. That, that, um, I'm okay with that. The last time it worked really well. We had a huge crossover episode with Demandy's Donuts there. But... Um, this time it was a scavenger hunt where um, one of the things they had to, to get was Cheetos and chicken. And they were, they were uh, you know, highlighting the Cheetos chicken, which I, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't know if I'll ever try that. But um, it, did, it did make me hungry for food in general. Um, and maybe I should have gotten it. I'm, I'm getting a little bit hungry for food in general right now. I haven't, I haven't really eaten, uh, since this, this morning, but, um, I am recording this right before, uh, SmackDown airs. So, um, I will try to make this kind of quick and I'm really, I probably gonna order pizza to be honest, but, um, yeah, uh, the, the two, uh, teams, there's a, there a scavenger hunt. They had to take pictures doing all kinds of stuff, and the clues could be up for interpretation. Um, but we had the Iconics versus uh, the Major Bros, and um, uh, they're like talking about WrestleMania and both of them winning the championships and all that. It was pretty cool. And then um, they uh, went all around Austin, Texas, trying to find all kinds of stuff to take pictures with. Uh, they had to do like one thing with doing the Abbey road deal, which, um, I don't, I don't know why that was, that was part of an Austin scavenger hunt, but, uh, the major bros, they went to a, a, a toy store that was a, a landmark, I suppose. Um, and locked out a ton of their clues there. That was really fun to watch. And then they did the Abbey road thing with the action figures, um, instead of doing it themselves. So that, that was a cool idea. They were in the picture, but. Um, yeah, that, that was, a that was pretty, pretty cool how they did that. Um, we had a, a, another reference to Ice Ice Shamey. We had, uh, that happen in the last episode when we had the bar, um, was actually in that episode. And then this one, they were talking about, uh, Celtic warrior workouts and, uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Rice were singing the, the Ice Ice Shamey. Uh, so I, uh, I, they need, they need to reference that. I tweeted at, at all of them, um, and at WWE that there needs to be an ice ice shamey reference in every episode of right along from now on, please. 
That'd be great. Also, th- this episode, I didn't even realize that this episode was going to be a big product placement episode, but earlier um, during Raw, uh, there's a CarMax commercial uh, starring Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, and I tweeted, oh, p- yes, please, more commercial. Like, seriously, I, I, I wasn't... I wasn't be- being facetious. I I I tweeted that I wanted to see more iconic commercials. That would be great. And then I ended up with a half hour iconic commercial. That was pretty great. Um so more more of that. I I'm I'm totally fine with them not having any ma- matches. They're going to have a match soon at Extreme Rules if I'm pretty sure, but um we'll find out more on SmackDown. But uh, I'd be okay with them not having any, uh, not having very many matches if they're if they're too busy just doing all these really funny commercials. So um, yeah, but ideally both, both having both things would be great. Um, so yeah, go check out this episode. I won't give away who won the scavenger hunt. Um, but go check this out at this episode so you can find out. Uh, the ending was pretty funny too. Um, there's like a referee involved with the, <laughs> with the um, the ruling for for uh, the competition. So uh, yeah, let's go back. We're head back to the top of Raw. We, had, we opened the night with a match that was awesome. Um, so it's it was pretty widely known, at least on the internet, that this that starting with this week, Paul Heyman would be uh the executive start his position as the uh executive producer of monday night raw and sometime in the near future maybe not necessarily this week maybe after extreme rules but eric bischoff is like present for the time being getting acclimated i believe from what i've heard from what i've read um uh this week as well but monday night raw definitely Paul Heyman is at the wheel and I it, it makes sense to me if him and Bischoff are at both shows just for a couple of weeks so they can get everything onto the same page or finish with things being on the same page so that they can get onto separate pages after extreme rules or something like that. But anyway, uh so that like thought is kind of like behind everything. Like uh, I think the percep- a lot of the perception is has that in the back of, of people's minds, including myself. But I think even if I didn't know that aspect of it, I would still be pretty hyped on this episode. Um, so we open up with uh, an actual match that starts within the four minutes of the of the night beginning, which is a, a great thing. I hope that continues. That. We don't get a whole bunch of promos at the top of the show. We could just get a quick recap of what's going on as a match starts, as the entrances are, are made, as the match is about to begin. But uh, Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, they, they they battle all around the arena, and um, Strowman ends up slamming or like tackling Bobby Lashley through the LED boards. It like explodes all these explosions and we get, uh, some swearing on commentary or a single swear word, but it was super effective. Um, it was, <laughs> it was using the right, uh, attack type against a specific Pokemon type. It, it was, it was super effective and, um, they're both dead. 
basically. And they're, uh, we just have this camera that's just on them from a distance as, uh, they, they, the paramedics come in and all of that. Um, it was, it was pretty cool. It was so different from anything we've seen in a, in a while that, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately they did replay it a ton, but when something really cool happens like that, I, I kind of can't blame them for wanting to, to show it as much as they can. And it does kind of, if something, if that was real, and it happened at a real event, and they would be replaying it and talking about it all the time, also. So, but I think they they kind of overdid it, like right after it happened. Um, I think if they just replay it like once or twice there, instead of about seven times right off the bat. Anyway, why am I, why am I being negative about it? It, it? That because it was awesome. It was it was awesome. It was freaking awesome. Um, and it got things off to the right start. We had uh, Viking Raiders versus a New Day. Um, it got uh, ended via disqualification um, when Joe attacked Xavier Woods. But then Kofi came out to the rescue. And so we got a restart of the match with the Viking Raiders plus Samoa Joe versus all of the New Day. Um, Kofi wasn't part of that first match. Um, and uh, the non-New Day team, let's call them Old Knights. They're the opposites. Well, no, uh, they win because Joe uh, gets Kofi in a coquina clutch um, there in the middle of the ring. And he does not give up. He does not tap out. He goes unconscious. And so we have, this is, Co- I believe this is Kofi's first loss since WrestleMania, which is kind of awesome for Kofi. Um, and awesome for Joe on this episode. Joe is a legit threat now. Like when that, when Kofi went out, I thought, oh, oh, damn. Joe just might win the WWE championship. And that would be pretty impressive. Um, although we had not seen, we, we didn't see AJ Styles challenge for the WWE championship yet. Do we? I don't think we did. Um, cause he went, he went, uh, right after WrestleMania, he went to raw and he challenged Seth Rollins, um, at extreme rules, not extreme uh, money in the bank. I don't think we saw him fight, uh, Kofi Kingston, at least not for the championship. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, it begs the question, would AJ Styles, oh, we'll get to AJ Styles in a little bit. Um, up next, uh, Maverick, Drake Maverick has his wife blindfolded because he promised that he would leave to go on their honeymoon and, uh, he reveals where they are and she's right away. She's like, did you, did you bring me to raw for our honeymoon? Uh, so I end up with front row seats. They're kind of enjoying the time, but uh, we have a match with... Uh, okay, I'll get to that in a second. Backstage, um, Gallows and Anderson, they they don't think that AJ can win the U- United States Championship from, from Ricochet. So they're really, they're really riling AJ Styles. They're, they're getting a bee in his bonnet. They're putting a bee in his bonnet, letting light and fire under his butt. That kind of thing. And, um, yeah, so they... Uh, 
they they end up going and talking to uh let's see yeah they they're saying what why are you giving us crap because you're not you're not doing so great yourself uh you barely won last week it was a non-title match but you barely won against ricochet i don't think you could actually win it uh now we are about to have no way jose versus cesaro um, but is uh, interrupt because our truth is there as part of the conga line, and he just like lays on the barrier right in front. Because <laughs> Drake and his wife are there in the front row, and our uh, truth kind of gloats by just laying down right in front of him on the barrier. He could have gotten pinned in that situation, technically, maybe. Although his shoulders, both his shoulders wouldn't be on that surface. But so I don't know if that would have counted. But uh, he Drake gets a look. He gets a look from his wife, and he's uh, okay. I'll sit back down. Um, but the rest of the 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 twenty four seven prospects um, come flying out out, out from backstage um, and chase our uh, truth around. And in the um, the aftermath of that, uh, Cesaro pretty much murders Noe Jose. Hits him with that uh, neutralizer outside uh, outside of the ring, and. Um, and they just cut away. They, they, no follow up on him. He's, he's probably fine. He's, he's not dead like Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley is, but I mean, he's still dead. Um, let's see, let's see. We had a uh, an interview backstage with the NXT cha- tag team champions, the Street Profits. Um, they, they, they want the smoke. They want the smoke. Um. That was pretty fun, and then they come back later to interrupt a, a, a an interview with Paul Heyman, who's talking about Brock Lesnar, of course. Um, and they, uh, yeah, they're they're really fun. I like that. I like them. Uh, I I like I like them already, but uh, these two segments, I got to liking them even more. And it's also nice that they're shown having the NXT championships um, that uh, makes me hopeful that they won't. I mean, it's kind of weird that they already just called up Viking Raiders who were the current, te- the, uh, the NXT tag team champions at the time. Um, so it's kind of weird that they're, Oh, let's bring over the, the current tag team champions again, but because they're actually wearing the championships, all of that, there's no talk of them being, uh, call-ups or anything like that is just like, oh, look who's here on Raw. That kind of thing. Not, look who's now a part of the Raw roster, anything like that. But, um, yeah, I like, I, re- I really enjoyed the Street Profits segments. And then uh, my, the, my name for this episode, because uh, he's at the back of everybody's mind watching in um, all that, and is uh, pretty good spin on that is that they call him hey man so that's the that's what the name of this episode will be hey man um up next we had a segment with the uh undertaker and uh drew and shane uh it was pretty pretty good stuff um his end his exit well his entrance both things were uh, really really long but it's uh we had some lightning strikes and the smoke and explosions. So uh, Pyro is back in general. It's like it's not full 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 back like for everything, but 
we got a little bit of pyro on this episode. Um, oh, I was going to check on something. Um, it was something that I was, maybe I was like, that was while I was asleep that I was imagining certain things about a schedule to be able to do stuff of timing of things. Um, hmm. I'll have to look at that. But I did, I did wish that I had gone to see these, uh, go and see this episode in person because it's um, in Texas. It, but then to go to SmackDown, I have to go even further to San Antonio again. And then I would have to drive back from San, all the way from San Antonio again. So I, it, I think I made a, a better decision not going to those. Plus I had an appointment on uh, Tuesday that I didn't want to lose out on um for uh tattoo stuff but anyway uh yeah undertaker he ends by saying you two will never rest in peace so uh good good little spin on that up next we had lacey evans versus natalia uh with baron corbin at ringside um lacey won but it was uh it was because corbin provide some distractions and stuff like that so they are feeling super confident going into extreme rules to fight their mixed tag team opponents seth and um seth and becky um the wwe account uh, asked what their team name would be and like a bunch of people were saying like no 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 don't no don't do they're not talking about what their couple name would be they're asking what their tag team name would be because they are in a tag team match. I think it's perfectly reasonable to come up with a name. Like, would you be saying that? They asked, I mean, I don't think they did, but if they asked that what Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans' team would be, people wouldn't be all upset about that, would they? So I think it's a fair question to wonder, oh, what would their tag team uh, name B because we all of the mixed match challenge teams would have names. This isn't is isn't any different. Um, just because the implication is that it's their couple name, I think that's yeah uh, yeah. So I suggested, even though everybody else was like, no no no, what are you doing? No, no, leave the give them their privacy. Things like they have a tag team match. They're a tag team, at least for one match. And another match on this night, but I suggested that they they be called the Firemen. Yep. Uh, somebody else suggested the uh, Burning Man. That was pretty good. I think Burning Men would make sense. Um, something about uh, the Man and the Man and Fire. So either of those I think would work pretty well. And uh, neither of those things have to do with. Uh, um, uh, them being uh, a couple. It's all just about their 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 wrestling monikers, their wrestling um, name, their uh, wrestling nicknames, and uh, f- slogans, catchphrases. Anyway, um, we had Gals and Anderson backstage making more trouble, going up to Ricochet, stirring things up, and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they they go and talk to AJ and say, he won't believe what Ricochet said. He said that he, he could beat you anytime. He'll beat you tonight for the United States Championship. And um, 
they, they yeah they're they're good at, at getting getting into AJ's head right now and so uh, <laughs> they go just right around the corner Ricochet is just right or, like in the next room very funny but it's um AJ uh challenges him Ricochet accepts and AJ slaps him right in the face and then Ricochet slaps him right in the face back and we're on Another Ricochet versus AJ Styles main event. I am so excited. I was very excited at this moment when watching, and I'm still excited because I have watched it and I know what happens later on. But before we get there, we had the Miz versus Elias in a, in a two out of three false match. More, more of it. Okay, it's get they're like having to come up with like ways to end a match and then like restart it or have the two out of three falls match and then it like. In, in in this case, is it? Oh, we'll take a commercial break after the second fall. Like, oh, okay. I guess it could be a second fall to the Miz, and the match would be over at that point. And it would make sense to go commercial, but I I feel like it would make more sense for the commercial breaks to be like integrated with it if they did just like five minute rounds that all of the matches are standard like ten minutes total in five minute rounds and if it ends in the first five minutes then that's it but if it continues on then uh they they have breaks between rounds anyway and they could do that that way i i feel like that would be more sports like than the two out of three falls that just so happen to match up really well with when we take the commercial breaks that kind of thing because then you're like always expecting it to go to three falls like that it's really obvious that like yeah. Whereas if it's just a, the five minute round is over and it's like bell rings back to your corners. We'll be right back. That kind of thing. But maybe that's too much like UFC. I don't know. Um, the Miz versus Elias. Oh, okay, it's two out of three falls. So the Miz gets one fall. It's called a crushing finale. Elias hits to drift away for the second fall. And then the Miz, uh, after the commercial break, uh, gets the figure four leg lock and submits Elias for the win. Um, then we had Seth and Becky come out talking about, uh, that they, they wouldn't advise one another to, uh, losing, uh, the titles. Um, but Mike and Maria Canellis come come around and they are not impressed and they um challenge them to a match All right so we end up with seth and becky versus mike and maria um uh they 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 put up a fight i guess but uh <clears throat> uh mike mike ends up tagging in maria if he's having a, some trouble with seth and uh, Maria instantly runs away, goes and grabs a microphone and says, uh, no, 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 no. Mike, you were supposed to just take care of this. You're, you said you could beat Seth Rollins. All that starts just berating him. And then uh, Becky is like, oh, come on, shut up, you dope. And then goes to hit her and then Maria says, no, no, I'm pregnant. And Mike is taken aback by this. By the way, this part... <laughs> I'm getting really into this, but I felt like this part was like kind of the worst part of the whole show, but I still enjoyed it. So, uh, Mike is like, you're pregnant. What? How? What? And he's not like, he, he, it didn't seem like he was happy about it. He seemed like he was very confused about it. 
And uh, Ray says, well, I don't think it was you because you're not man that kind of thing. And then it went on for a little bit too long after that. But uh, then the match ended because uh, Maria wouldn't wrestle. And Mike was so flabbergasted that uh, Becky just goes in there and hits him with the disarm her. So I think that might be a preview of what's to come that uh, Becky might win the match by uh, pinning uh, Baron Corbin or something like that. Like that could, that could happen. And I think that would be a pretty fun way to end that. That would be like the most satisfying way for that match to end. If Becky just destroys Baron Corbin, but we'll see what happens. Um, so it's a disarm him in that case. Um, up next, we had that interview with Paul Heyman with, uh, the street profits coming in saying, Hey man, and uh, I like the way that both of them exited. They said, uh, I got to go. I'm going this way. And Paul Heyman leaves. They said, we overstay our welcome. We're going this way. And they go the other way. It was good. It was good fun. Uh, a moment of bliss during Nikki Cross. Um, <laughs> I think it was uh, because she was wearing her ring gear. And I think Renee was like, why isn't she wearing pants to host her show? Something like that. That was pretty funny. Uh, but Carmella interrupts their interview and uh, starts some stuff with them. And uh, Alexa says, well, uh, you're just our truth sidekick. And Carmella says, well, I'll show you a sidekick when I kick you in the side of your head. Uh, it, was a, it was a good response. I like that. It was stupid. It was such a stupid response, but it, was, it made me laugh. Uh, so we have Carmella versus Alexa, where Carmella defeats Alexa in about two seconds. And uh, they go to commercial, come back, and then uh, Carmella has another match against Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross trying to get some uh, retribution, uh, some vengeance for Alexa's loss there. And Nikki Cross wins against Carmella, which um, Alexa is very happy about. And she steals the spotlight for the victory celebration afterwards. But... Um, I'd say that strengthens the case that Nikki Cross should be fighting Bailey for the championship, not Alexa Bliss. I mean, Nikki Cross already did beat Bailey, and then she beat Carmella just now after Carmella beat Alexa. So the other uh, like rock paper scissors was a transitive property or whatever. Nikki would be able to beat. Well, Bailey already beat Alexa. Carmella just beat Alexa, and then Nikki Cross beat both of them. So it would make sense that Nikki Cross would also be Alexa. And so that, it, but uh, also Nikki Cross would be both of them again. So anyway, I, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, I thought this, the whole series of events was pretty fun. Uh, backstage. Oh yeah. Backstage. Um, Alexa. Bl- oh, what happened with that? Am I peeking for some reason? Um, backstage, uh, Alexa is asked. Um, well, the 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 WWE universe seems to want uh, Nikki Cross versus Bailey instead of against you. Um, and she just says no comment and storms off. Uh, backstage, Drake and his wife are uh, getting ready to leave on their honeymoon, but uh, as she's getting freshened up, uh, oh, I keep pop in the mic i'm sorry as she get, goes and gets freshened up uh our truth uh having been hidden from the 24 7 prospects 
uh, it comes face to face with Drake. And Drake says, no, it's okay. I've, I've got to go on my honeymoon now. I'm not going to try to pin you. All of that. But as soon as R-Truth turns around to go on his way, Drake uses his luggage to smack R-Truth in the back of the head, uh, calls for a ref, gets the championship, and then his wife comes back right at that moment. He says, no, come on, let's go. And he leaves his luggage behind. So he's going on his honeymoon without any luggage. What? What a mistake. But he he doesn't seem to care at all. He posted a video like of, of highlights of him and his wife like going to the airport, checking in, all that. And he is so happy, and his wife is getting more and more annoyed. And then, and she points out, in one of the clips, she points out, like, you're still wearing the same clothes because you left your luggage behind. <laughs> and I really, really like that. Um, that was absolute. It was, if it was an accident when they did it, he's making it, he's, he's carrying over continuity of it. And I love it. It's great. So, yeah. The Drake Maverick is uh, so fu- so funny. So, obviously, R-Truth is going to track him down on the honeymoon and win the championship back. Will we see that on tonight's episode of SmackDown? I hope so. I hope we see some follow-up of that. Or at least uh, just an update. Just quick up. If maybe if, if the, the change doesn't actually take place. Um, just like uh, the, the hinting at it, hinting at it taking place because the honeymoon's got to be a, at least a couple of days, right? Also, my question is, who is running two hundred five live while Drake Maverick is got? Who's been running two hundred five live in general anyway? I don't know. Uh, because he has been so distracted, now he's like actually gone. Um, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll put on good matches still. Um, and then our main event: AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Just go watch this whole thing. Just go watch this. That's all. That's it for this episode. No. Um, the, yeah, the, the stuff ending before commercials and no wrestling during the commercials is. I hope it, I hope th- that's like the only real negative thing about uh, the show now. Uh, like they've like everything else is much more entertaining than it has been except for this element of it because we have AJ Styles win the match become the new United States champion except that Ricochet's f- foot was underneath the ropes and so uh John Cone comes out and says hey talks to the referee who's actually in the ring forget uh I forget which ref is the actual ref for the the match is that hey his foot was under there we have to restart the match so we get this match restart afterwards uh, Gallows and Anderson are are there on the entrance ramp like the entire time. Anyway, is this ominous distraction possibly threat? This ominous threat. Um. Oh man, uh, a, a great callback because Corey, when the the stage thing happened, uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley exploding. Uh, he said, "Holy s." Uh, and then after Ricochet, he like flips the outside, lands right on his feet. Um, when AJ dodges it, um, he goes, holy crap. Not in that voice, but you know, so I, uh, he kind of lost his edge throughout the episode. The three hours makes a big difference, I guess. Maybe he was yelled at the entire time. I can't believe you, I can't believe you said, holy crap. Oh, you know, 
Anyway, uh, Ricochet defeats AJ Styles to retain the championship. Um, but Gallows and Harris are like, WTF, dude? What's going on? You've lost lost the edge, AJ. So you get up on the the apron. AJ is like, oh, like, you know, shaking hands and stuff like that. Real sportsmanship, Blake, with a good sportsmanship. Uh... But uh, Gals and Harrison, the, the two devils on his shoulders, uh, say, come on. Come on. They give him that look. And AJ turns around, just beats up beats up Ricochet. I almost said beats up John Cena. Uh, so then all three of them, they just take turns beating up Ricochet. Nobody comes out to help Ricochet. That was one of the things. Nobody came out to help Ricochet here. And earlier, nobody uh, rushed to, to, to Braun Strowman's side. Uh, row with him in the the ambulance or anything like that that would have been like a, a really easy way to establish somebody's friendship with him they didn't do that these uh why why do none of, the, none of these guys have, have friends out here hmm um no way jose all of his friends abandoned him when uh cesaro just attacked him none of the none of the conga line were there checking on him They probably all chased after our truth as well. They didn't know that he was he was coming up in the rear with uh, with the twenty four seven championship. Otherwise, one of those conga line members would have uh, have gone for the pin there too. But uh, whoa. the club is back in full force. Heel AJ is at it again, um, and I hope this means that. Well, I, well, he's going after Ricochet right now, but uh, AJ just running wild on you, brother. Running wild on all of Raw with Gals and Anderson at his sides. This is going to be awesome. And I'm super excited for it. And uh, I hope they, I hope this match happens. I hope they have another match and that it is a whatever the stipulation is i hope it makes it crazy but not too crazy because i don't want to see any either of them get get hurt but i want to see them have a hell of a match at extreme rules selfishly because i'll be there but i'm i'm so i'm so excited and gals anderson going after the tag team championships that's gotta happen uh we did not see the tag team champions at all in this episode that was kind of weird we saw we saw the Street Profits, the NXT Tag Team Champions, twice in this episode. But we didn't see the Usos or Revival at all. Um, so I, that's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe they'll show up on uh, SmackDown. Uh, I guess we'll see. Not that I want them to show up on SmackDown. But chances seem good that they will. Oh, man. The Club versus the Bloodline. Ooh. That'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, what's a tag team that would team up well with Ricochet also? I guess the Usos could also tag it, uh, um, get uh, Ricochet's back. But what are some other tag teams that could uh, give him some backup? Hmm. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think that's – I think that's – that does it for this. this. This episode is awesome. I could – I could easily just go back through all, not easy. I, I would have to remember some different stuff because I, I did exhaust my notes pretty much, but 
this is the most excited I've been to talk about an episode of Raw. And I, I kind of wish I had recorded it right afterwards. I've been even more excited. Uh, but I thought I was going to go see Spider-Man. But I took a, a quick nap, which did not take at all. Um, I woke up after my alarm had been going off for a while. And I just, no, I do not feel, I'm like awake now, but I do not feel like going out and all of that. So I take a shower and all that kind of thing. So I uh, ended up watching a bunch of Survivor instead, like four episodes of Marquesas. So I'm getting caught up on that. But um, I am planning to see it late later tonight, like at 10.50 tonight. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I have avoided – I wanted to go see it at midnight last night because I didn't want to get any spoilers or anything because I felt like I was on the verge of reading spoilers of people just being so excited about it that they were like, ah, you gotta go see that because of this one thing. Because the, the one comment I saw was like, "You gotta stay for the end credits scene because it's amazing." That's like on the verge of being a spoiler. Like I, I feel like that person maybe actually typed out a spoiler for the, the thing, and they're like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't type that." But um, like, yeah, it, it's a Marvel movie. I'm gonna stay for. The, you don't have to tell people you gotta stay for the end credits scene. Like, it's just common. Not you just do. That's just what you do. For a Marvel movie, is he stay for his stuff at the anyway? So I am very excited to go see it, and I have so far avoided like all spoilers, um, all actual spoilers. I I've seen some like speculation stuff over the last few weeks, but that's different. Um, so I will uh, probably have just an episode for Spider Man on its own. Um, so watch out for that. And uh, I'll be back with uh, my SmackDown and 205 Live thoughts. Um, so let me know what you thought about Raw by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode, links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. And uh, stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye. Stranger Things 3, the game, coming soon. That uh, the email pops up right as I'm about to hit stop. Okay, now I'm hitting stop. Goodbye, everybody.